Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. So a little backstory on today's topic. I recently created a mental health and spiritual wellness questionnaire and sent it out to a lot of the people in this community and a lot of the people that are close to me to kind of find out what people my age are struggling with right now and the type of programs and help that they are looking for. And one of the questions was, what are you currently struggling the most with right now? And I was actually really surprised to see that a lot of my peers and a lot of the people within this community are struggling when it comes to relationships and friendships. And I totally get it because I too have found myself in a space where a lot of limiting beliefs and old programming around friendships, around worthiness, around loneliness are really bubbling up to the surface for me. And then that made me think of the numerology of the year that we just went into, 2022. The number two is the number of duality, the number of relationships, the number of partnerships, closing old ones, opening new ones. That is the energy of this year. So that is the topic that I wanted to talk about today. I want to talk about something that I too have been navigating these past couple of months, which has everything to do with relationships, forming new relationships, letting go of old ones, and healing current ones. Not only is this topic so near and dear to my heart, but understanding relationship dynamics is also so important when it comes to soul growth and aligning with our highest selves. Who we attract into our lives and how we interact with those people tells us a lot about who we are as a person, what our limiting beliefs and triggers are, what still needs to be healed, and what parts of our lives we are experiencing blocks, and so much more. People tend to reflect to us what we need to see and hear in order to evolve, and I believe that we have certain soul contracts with a lot of our relationships, meaning before we incarnated here, our souls chose to have certain relationships and encounters with other souls for a divine reason, whether that be to learn a lesson, have an experience, complete a mission, or something else. And as social creatures who need other human interaction to survive, relationships carry a lot of importance and significance, especially when it comes to growing on an energetic level. So first, I want to briefly touch upon my experience with friendships growing up, so I can use myself as a case study of sorts to refer back to when talking about these topics of consideration. So for some reason, that reason being something I have discovered through meeting with my ITA practitioner and deeply reflecting on my emotions, so for some reason, my entire life, I always kind of felt just unwelcome. I never had a hard time opening up, but I always had a hard time feeling comfortable and included and worthy of friendship. So because of that, I have always been content being alone. I spent a lot of my adolescence coming home from school, and rather than having playdates, I would honestly just stay by myself, have meaningful conversation with my family. I was an extremely avid reader, so that's how I spent a lot of my time. And I was content. I didn't feel like I was missing out. 
in the academic setting, I did feel left out, but I was okay with that. In middle school and high school, I really only had two close friends, but we rarely hung out outside of school. It was more of a relationship of convenience, I would say, despite me absolutely loving those people more than anything. We weren't really connected on a soul level or we didn't really have the types of connections that I didn't even realize I was looking for, those deep, meaningful soul connections. And especially because I was an empath, it was really hard for me to form new relationships because I was always desiring an unwind. I was always looking for a reprieve from all of the energetic chaos that was around me. So making friends was really hard to summarize. And when I went to college, oh my gosh, my soul, it expanded. My heart was so open and I met the most amazing people, souls that I want in my life forever people that I can go months without talking to, and then when we do connect, it's like nothing ever changed. And it made me realize how how much I actually crave that connection. I thought that I didn't need it and that I was totally fine being on my own. And then after forming these relationships and these friendships with these beautiful souls, I realized just how important they are for my own soul discovery and for my own involvement and for my own discovering of who I am as a person. These people helped me have great insights into who I am and what my mission here even is. So friendships are so important and they are so valuable, and that is something that I am only now starting to understand. So I meet these souls, we have a beautiful friendship, and then the COVID pandemic hits, and we all get sent home from college. And then I end up transferring schools, so I don't end up going to the same school as them. And that was traumatizing for me a little bit because I had something that I didn't even know I wanted, something so beautiful, something so magical, something that was helping me evolve as a soul. And then that got ripped away from me. And then it was really hard for me to be alone. There was a point in my life when I was totally fine with it. I actually preferred it. And then there was a time when I was experiencing FOMO and I was experiencing deep feelings of loneliness and confusion about who I am. And so I went back to the drawing board and I started to really reflect on why these emotions were coming up. And so that is what I want to talk about today. The things that I've learned throughout my experiences and also the things that I've learned through my ITA training and through my psychology classes. And the first thing I want to touch upon is when to let go of old friends. During my gap year, I had this really fun, spontaneous friendship with this girl that I met from work. And we hung out probably every day for four to five months. We went on vacation together. We had sleepovers. It was a really fast relationship. It sparked from kind of convenience and then we had a little bit in common and it kind of just went from there. And a few experiences showed me that she just was really toxic and she wasn't someone that I was meant to have in my life forever. She was here and she actually taught me a lot of lessons about confidence and about adventure and about being spontaneous, things that I probably wouldn't have discovered on my own or I would have discovered in different ways. So I meet this girl, we become friends, and I'm learning all of these things about life and myself, not because she's sitting there teaching me things or she's showing me books to read or whatnot, just from the terrible things she's doing, the crazy things she's doing, all the wild stuff that happened, I'm learning all of these things. And it came to a point where being friends with her was affecting my well-being. It was too toxic. 
She was trying to get in between my romantic relationship, and I had to let her go. And now I want to talk about how you know when to let go of old friends. And it's going to sound annoying, but the answer is, you just know when it's time for a relationship to end, whether that be a romantic or platonic relationship. The energy will start to feel dense. The costs of the friendship or the relationship will outweigh the benefits. Conversation will be stagnant and it won't flow naturally. And you will just feel resistance to hanging out with this person. Obviously, if the relationship is toxic, there can be some psychological factors involved that could make you think that you need this person or make you fear leaving this person. However, if it is toxic and it's not something that can be resolved, then that is a relationship that must be unfortunately terminated. Because if another person is not respecting your boundaries and you continue to have that relationship, then you are disrespecting yourself and you are putting out the energy into the universe that you are okay with being disrespected, meaning that's the energy you will continue to attract and that is not what you want to be attracted into your field. So it's time to let go of old friendships when the energy starts to get weird and you're feeling like you're just holding on to it, like you owe yourself or you owe the other person. And I'm not saying that when this energy comes up that it's forever. It may not be like the relationship I had with this other person during my gap year. That relationship was toxic. It had to be ended. But there are some friendships that just ebb and flow. There are periods in your life when you are inseparable, when the energy is so great, when you are learning and growing from each other. And then there are times when the energy is dense and it's kind of confusing as to why you don't feel so connected to them. And maybe that's more of an ebb and maybe that's when you take some space from each other. But let's say a year or a few months down the line, you reconnect again and it's like everything is right back to that spark and that magnetic energy. So what I'm really trying to say is don't force relationships. Allow them to flow, even if that means they flow out of your life. And the next thing I want to talk about is how to cultivate new relationships how to attract relationships that align with your highest self and that feel powerful and magnetic, relationships in which you learn from each other and grow and where you can have deep conversations and meaningful experiences. And for that, I say the number one tip is to keep your heart center open. Every time we have an experience where we feel like we aren't being seen or we are hurt in a relationship or we get disrespected in some way, those experiences naturally make us want to close our heart centers, put up walls to other people. And if that happens, if those walls stay up, if our heart remains closed, then we will never be able to attract the relationships that are truly meant for us, the relationships that are transformative. But how do you do that? After you've been hurt or you've been burned, how do you open your heart? Well, to that I say meditate. I say ask yourself, questions and reflect on why you closed your heart to begin with and then challenge those thoughts say no that was a past experience and i learned and i have grown from that experience i do not need to take that negative energy into my future i'm closing that chapter and i'm opening a new one as i open my heart center and as i open myself for the possibility of creating alignment with souls that truly align with me and so part of that process is clearing limiting beliefs, clearing the beliefs that say that you aren't worthy of friendships or that all men are bad or girls are terrible and they're mean and they're always going to be vicious and jealous or whatever limiting belief, insert it there. And then work on clearing those limiting beliefs. And that could be as simple as 
looking it in the eye and neutralizing the energy, observing it with complete non-judgment, observing it in neutrality, and then saying, no, this is a limiting belief, this is false, I no longer bring this into my future. Another thing you can do is meditate on this. Think about where these limiting beliefs are held in your energetic and physical body, and then get into meditation and then imagine pure bright white light coming in to that energy center or that physical pain or wherever it is and have that energy come in and heal it, transmute it, dispel it, completely get rid of it. I love visualization techniques, but you could also do EFT tapping. Emotional freedom technique would be a great resource and tool and I will link what EFT is and how to utilize that practice because I am not an EFT practitioner. I know the bare minimum. So I'm going to let the people that do specialize in this tell you the ins and outs of it. So that will be linked below if you're curious. And then another tip for how to cultivate new relationships that align with you is to be the energy you want to attract. If you want support in your friendships or your relationships, then support yourself and others. If you want respect, then respect yourself and others. If you want someone to go on adventures with, then go on adventures with yourself. Another thing you can do is you can make a list of everything you want in a friendship or a partner. Make it as detailed as possible. Do not skimp out on your real dreams and your real desires when it comes to this. So make this list and think of possible dates like relationship dates or friendship dates you would go on, whether it be a brunch date or a sunset date or whatever activities and emotions and feelings that you want to have in these relationships and then do those things with yourself. Feel those things without the actual relationship. Go on that brunch date. Go watch the sunset. Go on that vacation. Go out to dinner at that extravagant restaurant. Bottom line, just do something different. You can't get different results by doing the same things. So go to coffee shops, join a club, start saying hello to strangers you pass, anything. Even if you don't meet new people from these interactions, it's all about the energy exchange. You'll be showing the universe that you are open and ready to receive the relationships that are meant for you. So another thing I want to talk about is how to mend and heal current relationships. Maybe you tap into the energy and this is not a relationship that you think needs to end, or it's a relationship with a family member that you want to work on, or you're in a friendship with someone that you just know is your soulmate. Bottom line, you've tapped in. This is not a relationship that's run its course. This is a relationship that you still need to be in and want to be in. And to that, I say, shut your ego up. There are so many things out there in society. There are so many limiting beliefs when it comes to what relationships have to look like and what is good or bad. Shut that up. Tap into yourself what resonates, what doesn't resonate, and accept the fact that you could be wrong. Remember, we are in earth school to learn. We make mistakes. We screw up. We let our lower emotions project our insecurities onto our relationships all the time, so we could very well be in the wrong. Shut out the noise of society, shut out the noise of limiting beliefs, and shut out the noise that you were always right. Because that's not true. There are plenty of times when I am wrong and I have to own up. But the second I do, that is when I create space to mend and heal. When I no longer put up these walls and try to prevent myself from feeling guilt or insecurity or whatever it may be, if I let those go and I say, I'm sorry, I completely messed up. This is where it was coming from. How can we fix this? That is the energy that is going to help you attract mending. 
Another thing when it comes to mending and healing current relationships is to set boundaries. Sit alone, not when you're with the other person, and really reflect on what your deal breakers are. What are things that you are just not willing to bend on? Make that list and then compromise when possible. When it is unrelated to your deal breakers, compromise. And then when it is related to your deal breakers, tell them. Say, this is something that I simply will not budge on because it'll be doing a disservice to myself. It would be me being a people pleaser and not respecting my true desires and my true wants. And chances are that you will have different deal breakers and you will be able to compromise based on that. So having a conversation around what you're willing to compromise on and what you're not willing to compromise on is a sure fast way to open the conversation to mend and heal over any topic. And another thing to note is just respect that everyone else is going through their own internal battles and their soul missions. And people do make mistakes. Just like you have made mistakes in the past and have so wanted to be forgiven, other people in your life also make mistakes and feel just as sorry and want to be forgiven just as much. So holding the space to have that conversation, to understand, discuss about solutions, and then forgive is truly an evolutionary process that will help you grow as a soul. And something that I've been working with recently is the fact that relationships are mirrors. Relationships, especially romantic relationships, reflect back to you what still needs to be healed within yourself. The respect and love you have for yourself gets reflected back to you through experience. So if you're being mistreated, look within and see how you are mistreating yourself. Then rise above the hate with love and demand the respect you deserve. But it must come from within first. What I mean by this is relationships are so triggering and they're designed to be triggering for a reason because we have entered into these soul contracts with these other souls and we have decided that we were going to help each other heal on earth, help each other grow and learn. But without that dissonance, without that tension and friction of change, you won't grow. And some relationships can be very triggering. For example, I'll bring up that I had a friendship where I always thought that that person was excluding me when they weren't, but I felt that way for multiple, multiple reasons. And after opening up to that person about me feeling excluded and them saying, absolutely not, that's not the case, and them sharing their own perspective, I was able to realize that what was happening was that was hitting a deeper wound. And this friendship, me perceiving her actions as being exclusive, was something that was designed to help me see the wounds of my past so that I could heal them. And once I did, I no longer perceived her actions as exclusive, and I no longer had that issue in that friendship. But it all came from me, A, opening up about my feelings, and B, observing those feelings with non-judgment, having an open mind, and reflecting on how that could possibly be related to past hurts. But that can go two ways. There could be friendships or people in your life where you are that person for them, where you could have no idea why they're feeling the way they're feeling, why they're being rude or curt or disrespectful, but it's because you are the vessel for their lesson. And so all you need to do is just continue holding your own presence and holding your own energy and not letting their reaction to their lesson bring you down. So for example, 
not being a people pleaser, and instead demanding the respect you deserve can sometimes rub people the wrong way and cause arguments. But that skewed perception of your confidence is just a negative reflection of them. And as long as you are kind in your empowerment, the people that are supposed to be in your life will attract effortlessly to you. And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to relationships and friendships and navigating the energies around all of it is loneliness. Now, I want to start off by saying that throughout these past couple of months, I've been challenged when it comes to the feeling of loneliness and the feelings of exclusion. And I have finally understood that I'd rather be alone than surround myself with people that I do not align with just because I am afraid of being lonely, because I'm uncomfortable just being with myself. You see, loneliness is an emotion, and all emotions are messengers. When you are lonely, that is not a call to go out and socialize. It is a call to look within and heal the parts of yourself that are not okay being alone. Socializing, being with a romantic partner, should be a desire rather than a need. Knowing how to be alone and cultivating a deep relationship with yourself should be the priority. For when you show unconditional love for the self, that love gets reverberated out into every single creature on the planet. And then that gets reflected back to you through the attraction of friendships and relationships that are meant for you. If you want to be a good friend or partner, or if you want to attract friends and partners that align with your highest good, you must first be okay being alone. And you must also show love and compassion and patience and forgiveness for yourself. Because on an energetic level, that will open you up to attracting the souls who are truly ready to be in your life. The souls that are going to help you grow. The souls that will help you heal. And the souls that you will help heal. This mutual exchange of absolute love. So with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so grateful to be able to share this space with you. And I'm wishing you lots of love and healing when it comes to relationships and feelings of loneliness. I'm sending as much love as I possibly can to this mic. Back to you soon.